What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Frequency Podcast. I'm your host, Frankie J. Lopez. Hope you're all doing well. Before we get into it, please follow the podcast page, allow for notifications, rate the podcast. Also, follow me on social media at Frequency Studios underscore on Instagram and at Frequency Studios on TikTok. Consistent content, including a few album reviews that don't make the podcast. We got a fantastic one today. Danny Brown, JPEG Mafia, Scaring the Hose. Two artists that have made some of the most interesting, impactful, and wild music to come out of the underground hip-hop game in the last decade. JPEG Mafia, a Brooklyn rapper who spent much of his teenage years down south in places like Alabama and Louisiana, has a distinct style of experimental hip-hop that leans heavily into industrial sounds and out-of-pocket samples, gaining notoriety and popularity with 2018's Veteran, a modern classic at this point, and subsequent quality projects like All My Heroes Are Cornballs and LP, both that landed on Album of the Year rankings for me in the past. Danny Brown has been around for a bit longer, releasing his critically acclaimed Triple X back in 2011. One of the most eccentric, out there voices in rap with his outlandish drug and sex references. This all leading to his own modern classic, 2016's Atrocity Exhibition, which had Danny rapping over some of the most off-the-wall dirty and increasingly dense instrumentals. This album also proved Danny's ability to craft a thematic album around his fast and perhaps problematic lifestyle, ultimately solidifying Danny Brown's impeccable rapping ability and place in the game. This first collaboration from the duo was teased back in 2022, but as we know, you can never really rely on rappers releasing collab albums, looking at you, Kendrick and J. Cole, until we have the damn thing playing through our headphones. Thankfully, the release of the first single, Lean Beef Patty, allowed me to feel excited about this project, a track that has this sped-up ditty sample before an industrial attack of synths. Peggy's talking his shit with humorous and aggressive tongue-in-cheek bars, coming at Elon Musk, Papa John, Hulk Hogan, subliminals at Drake, and Danny impressively matching his energy over something that feels a little bit more in Peggy's lane. Although one thing that worried me a bit, the mixing. Personal preference, I'm a fan of the vocals being more upfront, especially with instrumentals like these that can easily bury lyrics. Was more noticeable on Danny's verse, but it looks like the album version was actually updated, and the rest of the album thankfully doesn't run into that issue too often. And for the most part, a lot of what I was expecting from the pairing, we got on this single and on the subsequent end product, which, as expected, is amazing. Titled Scaring the Hose, and it's no question as to why. Taking the title track on this project as an example, both Danny and Peggy talk about playing in this left field music world with styles that favor experimentation and intensity that might not be appropriate to play in certain environments. Simply put, don't play this album when you're trying to catch a vibe with somebody. That's not what this album is for. Going deeper into the track itself, Peggy speaking to the criticism he receives being in this music style, citing that making more accessible music would lead to more money, and apparently folks saying that his rap style sounds different like he's somehow making old head music which is funny because i think anyone who isn't rapping with the times is always immediately thrown into that category when nobody in the past has ever really rapped like peggy or danny but i digress danny's verse shines on this one for me lyrically bragging about being a seasoned vet with a clever verse that hits similar themes with him and peggy not following trends this instrumental also especially appeals to Danny. Peggy taking a page out of Danny's past to influence the beat with these initial subtle but then strong horns that transitions into something more on the rock side with this drum pattern. Similar to the closer actually where you get your coke from, which has this triple X Danny Brown like drum pattern. We get a jazzy piano, some intense horns on a track that is classic Danny with some self-awareness, introspection, even calls back a lot to his Detroit upbringing with some of the ad libs and the eight mile reference. Now for the most part, this album does lean a little bit more into Danny Brown stepping into JPEG Mafia's world instead of a true unison. Although it's worth mentioning that Peggy does make a conscious effort
effort to bring in a little bit of Danny's sound, especially with the two tracks I just mentioned. But even with that being the case, we still get some of Peggy's best work on the production front, and it's no surprise that Danny Brown sounds great on it. Loving the various vocal samples on here, like Step a Pig with its NSYNC sample, used as sort of drum hits while simultaneously developing the underlying melody with these bright, sharp synths. I like the light, fluttering electronic chimes juxtaposed with these aggressive bass hits. Both Danny and Peggy coming in with these witty bars, of course, especially like the They Tried to Get Me to Ghost, Boy You Ain't Kai When Twitch and You Banned. Garbage Pale Kids is one of my favorites on the album, in large part due to these six samples, a mix of an old Japanese commercial and some Nintendo. Some cold bars from Danny, like Ask Siri if I'm that dude, she'll probably answer back, don't ask me stupid shit. And creative vocal sample choices are just run of the mill on this album, like the smooth and soulful MJ sample on Orange Juice Jones, a track where both the guys just sound like they're having fun. Love the dreamier production on Kingdom Hearts Key, one of my favorite video games of all time, and features a fantastic sample from Japanese singer Maya Sakamoto. And Peggy uses the sample in a few different ways, flipping it to take on different personalities a few different times on the track. Also on this track, we get the lone feature of the album, Red Veil, a young up-and-coming rapper who's been getting a lot of attention lately. I'm happy he's been given this platform. Last year, releasing his project Learn to Swim to much critical acclaimed, and he shines bright on here as he stunts about him being young and next up. Absolutely held his own on an album with some once-in-a-lifetime generational-level rappers. The track Shut Your Bitch Ass Up slash Muddy Waters has both Peggy and Danny flexing their lyricism, each getting their own half with Danny absolutely killing it and Peggy somehow topping him. I love the these drug addicts attached to me like I'm Tom Holland bar. The track Ho or Heaven on Earth is another lyrical standout. We get that occasional Peggy singing performance that we love from him and Danny spitting one of the best verses on the album, speaking on someone in his life catching a drug charge, himself getting caught with drugs, looking at God for guidance in those situations. This album genuinely doesn't have any weak tracks, but there are a couple of weak moments on here. God Loves You is appropriately named with this gospel influence, lots of sexual lyrics intermingled with religious references, clever, but I do find it occasionally corny, with bars like, if you're on your period, call me Moses, because I'm about to split the Red Sea. But given their humor, especially with Danny Brown being this overly sexual figure who has this type of humor specifically, it doesn't come off terribly forced, but just a little corny. Run to Jewels is the clear low point on this album, mostly due to the brevity of the track, which says a lot about how good an album is when the least favorite moment comes from it not being long enough. The horns on the first half of the track as Peggy's rapping over this jazzy production sound like an instrumentalist freestyling. Danny's verse has this ominous but groovy production. Both guys flowing well, but just too short to go back to. Neither of their verses create enough of an impact to really merit a return to the track, which is a clear outlier on this album because both their performances on here have been so consistent, memorable, and unique. This along with the boundary pushing production that not only will pique your interest due to the samples used, but Peggy's ability to keep the album sounding refreshing and diverse throughout, but still cohesive in his approach to each instrumental. And although I found that the production leaned a little bit more into Peggy's comfort zone, Danny was up for the challenge and he felt like a glove on here. And it's fair to say we all had high expectations going into this album, and I think most have agreed that these guys blew expectations out of the water. This one's a nine for me. Those are my thoughts. Do you agree? Do you think I'm crazy? DM me on social media and let me know. Also, let me know what you'd like me to review next. Until then, I will see y'all later.